Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Senapataratna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, I have my English breakfast tea, and I have a butterscotch oatmeal cookie made by my friend Corinne. She dropped them off in the middle of the night this weekend. Um, yum. (laughs) So let's get real. So this has been one of those weeks for me that I'm not sure that staying under my covers in bed would have been a better idea. (laughs) You ever have one of those weeks? Like, could I have been more productive laying in bed than I was being out of bed? You just don't feel like things have gone very well. And not that the world has crumbled, like nothing has crumbled in my life, just feeling very bleh. I know, that's like a technical term, right? (laughs) I have been reading in my brand new Bible, which I'm super excited to talk about. Um, I've talked before about being dyslexic and how when I read the Bible, it is extremely difficult. One of the things that um, I realized if I was going to thrive this year, I needed to get a Bible that was something I didn't dread reading. And I know a lot of you just turned this thing off and said, Jenny dreads reading the Bible. Honestly, the Bible is so difficult to read if you have any kind. I think it's just difficult to read, period. But if you have any kind of reading um, problems, the Bible is is not made as an easy reader. (laughs) So I have a brand new Bible. It is the Christian Standard Bible, I believe is what it's called. And it is all the Bible is one color. What? So no like different colors. I have no um, te- like it's all one column instead of two columns, which is super confusing for a dyslexic person of two different columns on one page. And it's an easy translation. Plus the one that I got does not have the interruptions of verses. So it has the chapter at the top and then just goes all the way through the chapter without the verses. Now, it's not a Bible that you're going to be able to look things up. (laughs) So I have that Bible set to the side that I can look up Bible verses and no chapter and verse. I mean, like, that's so important, right? But I needed to find something, if I'm going to thrive, that was actually enjoyable. Because I can read if it is a regular book. The Bible has just been so much of a struggle. So I started reading the book of Job. I know a lot of you went, whoa. And I have always loved the book of Job. It has been a, the first time I read the book of Job, I was in fifth and sixth grade. And did I fully understand the concept of what was happening to Job? Absolutely not. I did not fully understand what was going on. Um, I did not understand his full pain. To be fair, I still don't. I still do not understand what it would be like to have my entire world completely shattered, except in sixth grade. Really, my whole world was shaken. When you stand and you look around and everything that you trusted, all the foundations in your life are completely crumbled and like sand all around you and you're going, whoa, there's nothing left. That was my sixth grade year. My sixth grade year was the year that my grades fell down to a bunch of Fs. 
I will never forget getting my first report card at semester time. And I had gone from an A-B student to a completely all-F student. It was just a complete devastation. And realizing that I didn't really care about school because my whole world was crumbling. Um, <laughs> everything that I had believed in completely was shattered. And I think that so often in life, we have this vision of other people's worlds and that their worlds have never been broken and that their worlds have never been completely shattered like Job. You know, um, Satan comes and says, look at Job has a perfect life because you've allowed it. And then his whole world shatters. Everything in his world that he trusted and believed in other than God was gone. And even his friends are like, dude, what are you doing here with your life? Like, get it together. <laughs> and there is nothing like reading um, the, lo I love the glimpse behind the curtain in Job, that God is ultimately in charge. And yes, there is a lot of people that get really upset about like God God allowed it and da, 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 da. life happens like that is part junk in life happens your world at one point or another has been or will be shattered with the things that you held dear are gone and you're like how did this happen your finances all of a sudden boom gone and you're like how lord what do we do now um it was just that for me it was completely that way in sixth grade and I remember reading the book of Job going, wow, this isn't just me. I'm not alone and God loves me. I am, this is not just uh, a Jenny problem. This is a, everybody has a life shattering moment and God still loves me and he can restore me. And so as I'm reading the book of Job with that vision in mind, it really has changed the way I look at everyday life since sixth grade. Um, you know, when you are a, I was 11, 12 years old, and your whole world, everything that you believe, because I didn't get to go to my church anymore. My dad left. Our finances were gone. Um, everything that I treasured, they were completely gone. And God has restored those things in my life, maybe not in the same way. And I think that's what's so interesting about Job is God did not bring back the things that were, were gone. He did not raise a bunch of people from the dead. He did not rebuild the exact same things. He restored him in a new way. And that is a hard lesson to learn that sometimes when your world shatters, it will never look the same, but it can be restored with the gut with God. And for me this week, <laughs> oh my goodness, it has been a reminder while I'm reading Job that yes, my world is not shattered. I am not standing amongst the rubble, but I know many of you are. I know many of you are looking around and you're just looking at rubble and you're like, how did I get here? You have lost a loved one. You have lost finances. You have lost a job. 
You have lost relationships. There are so many things that are just crumbled all around you. And you are going, Lord, do you see me? Lord, do you hear me? Where are you? How did you let this happen? And I'm here to tell you today that God will restore. God will restore. He's got a plan. I don't know what that plan is for you. And I know that God wants to love you through this. I know that he wants to hold you and take care of you in the midst of the rubble. He is holding your tears in his hand as you stand and look around and you're desperately trying to put two bricks together to rebuild and they're so destroyed you can't even do that. I've been there. I've been there more times than I'd like to admit. And I still grieve the things sometimes that were completely destroyed in those moments. But I know that God's got a bigger plan and he's got a bigger plan for you. And it's maybe um, a restoration of yourself and who you are and not necessarily a restoration of that relationship, but a restoration of your relationship between you and God. I don't know what that means for you. And this is a really hard subject for me to even talk about because I'm kind of not in the midst of a rubble. (laughs) I am in the midst of trying to rebuild who I am. I so defined myself by my job to the point that that almost was more important than anything else in my world. And to not have a nine to five job is extremely difficult for me. It would be so easy for me to go and get a nine to five job and find my purpose again. And I feel like God's like, I want to restore you and I want to make you a new person. And I'm like, but Lord, if I just got a job, it would be okay. Like finances would work and I would have purpose and I would have structure and I would have all these things that make me super comfortable. And every time I go to apply for a job, I feel that little tug of, no, you are called to do my ministry and it's not going to be structured and it's not going to be paid (laughs) and fill in the blanks. And it is so hard because I just want to restore it and fix it myself. You know, I just want to go in and start putting my bricks together and whipping up my own concrete and like laying my own floor And that's not allowing God to restore and rebuild in my life. Yes, there are things I need to do, right? There are things that I need to be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to move forward in God's God's restoration in my life. But I also need to make sure that I'm not out just trying to rebuild what I had. Because there's a reason that it's gone in my life. And... I grew up with a mom who spent so many years believing in her marriage and praying for her marriage to be restored. And I grew up that that was um, part of our DNA and part of our work. And I so appreciated that. You know, when my father left, my mom never gave up on him coming home. She never was like, you know what, he's... She actually belonged to a marriage recovery group and they would pray for the men that left them and that they would come back and that their marriages would be restored. 
And now God has never restored my mom's marriage, but he has restored her. She is a strong, independent, amazing woman that at 42 completely started over. And, you know, at 45, I'm now starting, oh, 44, 45, starting over. And she started over at 42. She had no retirement. She had no money set aside. He walked away with everything. And she had to completely start over. And now she's retired and she is a strong woman. And God restored her in a way that I don't think she planned. And I think that's such a neat thing because I don't know that my mom would be the woman she is today, a woman of integrity, a woman of leadership. She is one of those people that you meet and go, I want to know her. Like, I want to be around her. Like, I want to know her story and understand where she's come from. She's just, she's such an intelligent lady and so kind and loving and generous that God has just really restored things that were destroyed in her life at 42 and made her a very strong woman, even though she ne he, God never restored that marriage. She never actually dated anybody afterwards. She has remained single, and she's strong. And I just love that. I love that God can take our brokenness and make something great out of it. And so what in your life has completely been destroyed that you need to give over to God, that you need to say, God, I need you to restore this. And understand that he may not restore it in the way it was before. That he will not restore it in the way that maybe you want. Like, here's your goal. Lord, here's my map. I'll show you what I want done. Um, here's my, I don't know that, it's not called a map. It's called a blueprint. Here's my blueprint. Here's how I want everything to be laid out. I want this to be here. And then I want the kitchen to be, you know, this big. And God's like, yeah, that's not my plan. And to set our plans aside, to set our blueprints aside and allow God to rebuild the rubble in your life in a way that only he can. I'm excited for what the stories are going to come out of the rubble of your life. Um, and we'll see as we all kind of move on in this direction. I know that sixth grade year changed who I was and made me a strong believer that God loved me, even in the midst of the rubble of my life, and that everything fell apart at that year, I knew without a shadow of a doubt in sixth grade that God loved me, and that he was not going to leave me where I was. He was not going to say, Jenny, this is as good as it gets. And that changed who I have been through the rest of my life. Well, that is all I have for you this week. My, um, my name's Jenny. I don't know why I said that again, but you can find me at, it's on Instagram and on Facebook at Real Life with Jenny. You can also find us at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. All of my information is there. I would love to connect with you. I am praying this week as you look around the rubble of your life that you hear and you know that God loves you and he has a plan of restoration for you.